and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. White House Custom Color is a premier professional photography and press printing lab serving photographers around the globe. Be sure to check us out at whcc.com. Back in 2010 or so, I was sitting in a small bar in Las Vegas with my friend Sally Sargood and another woman whom I had just met through Sally. Shortly after introducing me to her, Sally pulled me to the side a bit and whispered that the woman we were sitting with was on the verge of exploding in the industry and that she was going to be the biggest thing out there. That woman was Sue Bryce. I got to sit a bit with Sue at her conference, The Portrait Masters, in Phoenix this past fall. And I'm here to tell you, she's all that in a bag of chips. Please pardon my nerves and enjoy the conversation. You know, I, I get... I get when Zach was up there and he was talking about how he gets nervous before a shoot and then of course everyone can empathize yeah. right I get that way with these and then there's been like three of them where I get really nervous and you're one of them. Uh, I'm making you nervous well <laughs> you know in a, in a sense you are yes I mean I, you're I told you the story earlier about how when Sally said, you know, this this is Sue Bryce, she's amazing. So, and I didn't know. I think yeah. so. And, and and to be honest with you, I'm a bit of a skeptic. And that's not, <laughs> I am, I am, maybe a cynic. And I've had a lot, over the years, I've had a lot of people say that to me. Mm. Oh, this is so-and-so and yeah. they're a big deal. And yeah. I, and so my first inclination has always been like, okay. Not, not that big a deal. Well, sure. I, you know, it's like, okay, that's good to know, right? Sure, yeah. But, you know, the next, in a minute later, I don't remember who they are. No, true. Because it doesn't stay there for me. Um, but that's not how it happened with you. Yeah. Like, I right. was, I, so from my perspective, just so you know, I was told you were going to be the biggest thing there was. In 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you are. Oh, in a sense, you are. I'm throwing it out there. This is me saying it. This isn't you saying it. This is me saying it. So what I want to know right off the bat is, sure. what has the last eight years been like? It's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. It's really crazy. Look, I, we don't cultivate this culture of rock stars anymore in the industry. I know. Yeah. And no, I think it's great. I know. I We're do not too. rock stars. We're just right. educators, right? So uh, all I tried to do was change the education game. I, I'm not a rock star. I'm awkward in a crowd. I throw up before I speak. I have to fast the entire day. So if my keynote's at night, I'm literally walking out there on an empty stomach. I am nervous eat. in a crowd. No, I'm an no introvert, food. no food, because the adrenaline comes in. But I learned that adrenaline and fear feel exactly the same. Like <laughs> fear and excitement feel exactly the same. It's just adrenaline, but okay. it's the thought process around it. Okay. So as soon as I calm my brain down, like I'm safe, this is going to be great, I calm down, and then I get on stage, and it was Sally who told you that that yeah. actually told me this because she's so she's so insightful, isn't she, yeah. Sal? She said when you first start talking, you I hear. Uh, different cadence in your to in your voice, yeah. and then she said, "I can hear you breathing on the microphone," and then it goes away, and you drop your cadence, and then I know you're away. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." And when she what says, "I know is, you're away," is like, that you're just away? You're you're flowing, and you're in your flow, and you're you in just the go zone, for it, yeah. Right? And right. so I get super nervous, and then I feel that flow come in, and then I'm just teaching, and I'm just what I've prepared and putting my heart and soul into it, and so I don't feel like I like cultivate anything other than 
just trying to find my own flow. So I am super awkward. Also, the fame part, like the the selfies and the screaming yeah. and, and the right. crying and the hugging right. is so beautiful and thankful, but it's not the part I want or enjoy. It's just part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. People probably see me and think I'm a complete douchebag at those events because I've got a line of people following me around and then they're like, oh, who does she think she is? And I was like, I never wanted to be like that. So I hope people see the line and think most of those people online just want to say thank you. Mm. They just want to thank me. Mm-hmm. They're not like, you know, um, trying to, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be a rolling stone or anything. It's just what it is. They're very grateful. Right. Yeah. Well, I, well I've, I've watched it the last yeah. couple of days in the also, meet and greet lines. Uh, where do you get education from when you're already a photographer and you're already a business owner? You don't. I would go to conferences and learn nothing. And I was, re- I thought, well, how do I grow? Like I'm still growing. So what happened was I thought I went to WPPI at, in 2010 with Sally when I met you. Right. And I went to, there were 74 platforms and I went to as many portrait platforms that I could and I learned nothing. Um, oh, Sorry. I took something great from each person, which was perfect. I really, you do, you take a nugget from everyone. But I thought, I want to learn more. Like I actually don't just want to be showing work and be inspired. I actually want to learn. So I thought, well, shouldn't a 90-minute keynote be a really powerful lesson? Mm. When they asked me to speak, I was like, focus on the education. And then my room just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. But only because you don't want to go to a 90-minute talk and hear fluff. And you don't want to go to – well, sometimes you do. Maybe that's what you do want. But <laughs> it's not what I wanted. Right. I wanted to learn something, and I still want to learn something. So I just – I beg educators. I know that you're up there, you're nervous, you're talking about yourself. But just teach us a little bit of something that mm-hmm. can move us forward. Mm-hmm. Because we're there, just like clients, saying what's in it for me. Like, how is this going to impact me? So give me something. Well, and two things that strike me after that is that, you, in all fairness, in, in 2010, you weren't a noob. No. <laughs> you, 29 years. Right. That's where you're that's at now, right? right? Yeah. Like, almost 30 years. Yeah. So that that, to me, when I found that out, even back then, I was like, Oh, well, that's different in and of itself, mm. right? Also, I felt like I, I did a platform, uh, sorry, a panel that year. And you know how sometimes you get that person in the audience that wants to <laughs> not hate, not, I'm not, um, what do you call it, stand-up comedy when you get somebody heckling? Heckler. They're not yeah. hecklers, but they are, they're, they're tech hecklers. Do you know what tech hecklers are? No. It's when they try and throw a tech question at you on stage oh. to make you look stupid. Oh, and, and, yeah. and they do it in a way that's... It's like a troll. Sure, in a really obvious way. Yeah. And uh, one, this question came out about um, analog um, versus digital. Okay. And on the panel I was sitting on, none of the, his question started with how many of you have shot analog? Oh, and I was right. the only photographer on the stage right. that had shot film. Right. And then he started to ask a series of questions that were putting us down, putting the panel down for not being analog shooters right. and being newbies. Right. And I was the only one that could answer all the questions. But as soon as I started to, so I realized in that moment, my experience of actually being in a working portrait studio for 29 years means I've pretty much experienced every sort of sales good and bad, every mm-hmm. shoot good and bad, every mistake. And so you can't, like if you trip me up, I'll just honestly say, I don't know, I'm not the person that can help you, but right. let me find someone who can. Right, like, right. Yeah, I don't think I know everything. I just know my experience. Well, the other piece that stuck out to me, I think this is what I heard at the beginning, was you were saying that you, I got the feeling that there was an intentionality 
Okay, so at, even at the beginning of all of this, and I'm not saying that you set out to do exactly what has happened, but in you came across, you come across to me now as someone that was like, I wanted to do a certain thing that that would would be something that I wanted. Like I wanted to create something where there was education and learning and cut out the fluff. And then you did that. So at the beginning of it, there was that mindset that you had, like this is what I want to accomplish. I asked the same question to Platon. You did? Yeah, when I interviewed him. <laughs> and Platon said, of course. <laughs> I saw every bit of it. I said to him, did you see this? Did you see where you are now? That's and that's Platon. I, I mean, you know, yeah. like he's like 60,000 times bigger than me. And I was like, did you foresee this? And I purposefully put that question in there. And when I did, I said to my team, I really want Platon in my heart and soul to answer this question a certain way. And I don't know why, but it mean, it's the most important question on this thing. And he was like, everyone was like, that's not an important question. And I said, yes, it is. So I, I, during the interview, I said, did you foresee this? Did you ever sit and, and say, that's what I want? And he looked at me and he goes, every part of it. And I looked at him and I said, it was the answer I wanted. Don't think for one minute I did not cultivate every decision I made from moving to leaving my family. I left New Zealand in 2009. The last thing I said to my best friends when we had dinner and drinks was, girls, I came to a time in my life at 38 where I realized I was holding myself back and I've decided that I want to have an international career. And my girlfriends were like, wow. Okay, so what does that mean? And I left, moved to Australia, got involved in the AIPP, won Australian Portrait Photographer of the Year, started to get supported by the Australian industry, which is phenomenal. New Zealand oh, and Australia, yeah. you know, because they've been coming to WPPI for oh, your the, whole and lifetime. And everyone here gets mad. Yeah, because they, <laughs> yeah, they're such good <laughs> they photographers. They come over and they win everything. Yeah, and so I went to Australia and Australia really embraced me. Huh. And then I went to a psychic and this little lady said to me, you're moving to the U.S., and I said, oh, no, I'm not. Is that I, right? I said, I have no desire to go there. <laughs> and she goes, yes. She said, you're going really soon. <laughs> and she told me all these things, and it all came true, and it was so funny. But it was just one of those things. Yes, I visualized it. I wanted it. I went after it. Certainty and conviction. I wrote a list. I wrote quotes, whatever it takes. Some people listen. Some people read. Some people think, meditate, run. I do everything. I write quotes. I write notes. I write to-do lists. I put them on my phone. I make these stupid banners on my phone. I, I try to constantly motivate and empower myself to follow my own dreams <laughs> because I, I love doing it and I love um, saying I'm going to learn that and then I learn it and then I say I'm going to master that and then I master it and then I say I'm going to teach that and then I do and I, I, I'm still learning. I'm a student. You have fantastic qualities, and I'm sure you have character defects too, right? I, you're, many. You're, the, what I keep telling many myself many because of my nerves with Sue Bryce <laughs> is like, she's also a human being, yeah. so just settle down. Yeah. But what on the other side of that, you do have these phenomenal qualities, right? Sure. And these you tremendous too, attributes. I, I actually know I do. Yeah, you Thank do. You for and you know why? You're a man of God. You're oh. a man of family. Oh. You're a man of honor. And <laughs> everybody talks about you like that. Oh, my so, goodness. You know, the, you know it. Everybody in the industry not... that knows Jed Telfer is, oh. is sitting there smiling, going, Yeah, Jed. Oh, my gosh. All right. That wasn't that. I, Thank you. I'll yeah. just say thank I you. I do love that about you. Thank you. And I your beautiful it. wife. Yeah. And your beautiful children. Yes. Thank you so much. 
What I want to know, though, about you, though, oh my gosh. About what are my character defects? Well, no, no, no. We can go there. Oh. I, th- that'd be great. But I'm charming <laughs> when I want to be. <laughs> That's a character yeah. defect? It is, because I'm not very charming when I can't be bothered. And I just think, you know, I like, I love people, and then I love being away from them. So I'm such a... I'm such a halfway introvert, extrovert, but I don't draw energy from a crowd, which is very hard when you're in a big crowd like a conference or a talk. Um, but so you're, I do, in, you're not, you don't do the introvert, extrovert thing, but you don't draw energy from a crowd. I don't. So that's in the definition of an extrovert. They right. draw energy from being right. in front of a crowd. Yes. I don't. Right. I, I draw energy for creating content for that crowd, but not for being in it. Okay, this yeah. leads me to, okay, I'm going to, this is a tangent, because it leads me to a question I thought about earlier that just popped into my head. When Sue Bryce is standing on the balcony of wherever, whatever, by herself, and nobody is around, and you have a tea, or you have a coffee, or you have a glass of rosé, mm-hmm. what's going through your mind when you're by yourself, and there's no one around? What do you think about? I really like being in my own company. Like, I like being alone. I right. love, I, I don't need people around me all you the time. En- you're enjoying that yeah, time. Absolutely. You're and soaking that yeah, up. I restore and I watch movies and I walk and I run or whatever. Um, but you know what pretty much consumes me 80% of my day and night is how can I make better content? Right. Every day. That's it's all thing. I think about. I go to sleep. I wake up. I text my business partners. I had an idea. And then it goes again every day. And I just, I create content in my sleep. I create education content. I create content for other channels. I create content around anything. I want to build multiple channels in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Different. I want to go to different uh, industries. I want to create more, a big self-value track, self-esteem, just for everybody. Just not photographers, but just people. I, I want to create... I just want to create more content and when I'm not when I'm overwhelmed I stop creating content and then I start to slowly die and then I become this horrible person. So if I'm not creating I'm actually not nice to be near. And then I go back to that moment where I'm sitting with that glass of red wine or that coffee on my deck and I literally just relax enough and the ideas just start coming again and I was like Imagine if I could do this for my audience and I teach them this and then I could take them there and uh, then it's every day. Like, that's what it feels like and yeah, that's a up and down. Right, of course it is. To, to what end? All of that to what end? Like at what point, because it seems to me like that's a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're taking on a lot mm-hmm. and that's phenomenal because in, in, in from where I sit, if, if someone can do it, it's it's you. But there has to be sacrifices that you've made oh sure there's sacrifices i don't have children mm-hmm. um you know i'm i and especially around this time 47 you know i was like i didn't have children but uh i wanted a career over children i didn't mm-hmm. want children and unfo- you chose that i did but unfortunately yeah. in, in my childbearing years i didn't actually um you know meet anybody i wanted to make a child with so oh, right. it, it wasn't something i ached for i i was open to it i have 10 nieces and nephews i love children i'm obsessed with children i love children but it also wasn't something that i uh, ache f- for choosing not to do right. so but are they sacrifices sure right always sacrifices right right but that's but you, when you you always make time for what you want and when you are creating something that you really want to do you're not sacrificing anything because this is a priority I see. And priorities for me are just, this is what you do. You let things go that you don't actually really want to empower. Okay. And there are jobs you have to do, but you just do those and get back to creating. 
So this leads me to my the other question I was going to ask. All your let's go to your fantastic attributes, right? Your, the good stuff about Sue that you're aware of. What do you what specifically do you attribute that to? I did it. I know what it feels like to sit at home and not know how to pay rent next month. And here I am this creative artist that can create all this beauty, but I couldn't sell it. Mm. And then I couldn't like have a life because here's the thing I can't make money so I have to go and get a job I go and get a job as a photographer and I'm working in a studio doing shoots I don't want to do for people I don't want to work for earning you know $200 a day and I I knew I would never grow wealthy or own a home if I didn't own my own business so all of this was a learning curve you know I was brought up creative and I was brought up to a hard worker but then all of a sudden I realized that I was not going to be the girl that got married at 20 and started having mm. children. My sister did that. Mm-hmm. She went back to college in her 30s, got a double degree in mm. teacher's art. She's got a fine art degree. Oh. But she had four children early. Right. I didn't. Right. I traveled the world and had my career. And we were just different. And I, I look at that and I was like, well, it is just what it is. I, I don't think I sacrifice anything. I just got to keep walking towards some, whatever it is I really am passionate about, what I love doing. You must have had a wonderful upbringing. I did, actually. Hard worker. Yeah, really hard working. I I blue-collar parents. I lost my dad last month. And he was um, an amazing man. And I feel so grateful that I had Tell me about your dad a little bit. Oh, gosh. That might be a bit difficult. Well, I saw a picture that you posted of your dad, and I thought, oh, she's her daddy's daughter. There's a really easy way to say this. My father has been a best man five times, Mm. a groomsman six times mm. and a toastmaster of celebrations 32 times oh. so he had more best friends at his funeral oh because he is a man that just loved his family and friends mm. but my dad was a very hard worker but he knew nothing about business mm. and he knew nothing about money mm. kind of scared my dad when mm. business and money growth became part of my life mm. i don't think he liked it at first I have a dad like that. He doesn't know what to do with success. Yeah. And also the weird thing is at 14, he gave me my first body language book. At 14, he gave me my first mind power book. Oh. And at 14, he gave me my first business entrepreneur book because he was working for a company that keeps sending them to these like big platform talks with inspirational people to help with their confidence and everything. The truth is... He dreamed of doing it. I know he did because mm. he was a phenomenal speaker. Mm. And I ended up doing it. Did he Did he talk to you about how proud he was of you? Oh, yeah, all the time, mm. of course, yeah. But he also would – Was he? my father was not big into, like, making – like, he came to one of my platforms in, in yeah. Vegas at WPBI and he was like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> said, there were 1,200 people there and he was like, yeah, they like you, don't they? And I was like, yeah, thanks, Dad. Should we go and get some lunch? Yeah. yeah like, trust me, there's no false modesty in my family. Oh, your dad. No, he was great. He was a sportsman. He was yeah. an athlete and he yeah. was a man's man. Yeah. And he and he had just people loved him and he was such a a, a bloke and just such a good bloke. And, yeah. And uh, he just loved 
people and family, and he was never never said a negative word about anyone. I know that's a weird thing to say, but it's oh, true. There Everyone are, said there it are at his some funeral. people like that. Yeah, he just has has had love for everybody. Yeah, and I, yeah, he was a pretty special. There guy. are few and far between. My wife is like that. Yeah. She doesn't say bad things about people. Yeah, which makes me feel like that much more of a cretin. <laughs> So true. So my everyone knows this. Who watches me? Jerson is my assistant, yeah. um, and he's a man like you did of just great oh. standing. <laughs> and after he truly is the kindest person I've ever met in my life. And and Jerson's taught me a lot over the last two years that he's been working for me because when people come to our studio to shoot or be a student or um, be a client or be like a visitor or an instructor that we're doing a featured series of. When they leave, Jason always comes to me and he'll mm. tell me what he liked about them. Mm. Unprompted. Yeah. He'll just say, hey, I met um, G. Tava. Wow, we were talking about, and he is, and he'll just tell me everything he likes about people. And I would listen to him. I was like, God, the kindest, most beautiful souls I've ever met. Yeah. Oh. And it's true. They bring you up, right? They, they bring you up. They, yes, abs- absolutely. Yeah. I, I, my, my hope is that I don't. Bring her down. <laughs> well, you <laughs> too know, much. You never want to become that sort of too jaded, right. sort of you know, resentful, or even just bickery or blocked person that's talking about oh, people. I'd rather what, talk about dreams and goals and big things. No, you're right. But yeah. sometimes in this industry in particular, in the last twenty years, I've got I, when I was talking earlier about being a cynic. Like I think, I think I am. I try. I I, I want a good balance, right? Like I want a, I want a healthy skepticism, but I don't. It's been hard not to get jaded sometimes mm. for me. You know why you feel this way? Okay, here we go. Well, I, actually, I'm not going to tell you why you feel this way, but do you feel this way because it's changed so fast? And when you've been in the game 20 years, 29 years, it's actually really unsettling when it changes so fast. It's changed so fast so many times, Sue, hasn't it? Like... It's not like it just changed once. It's like it changed, and then it changed again, and then it changed again. Okay. What part do you think changed the most? Because I tell you something. Oh, I don't like that I don't question. really – I know you don't. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I don't buy into this idea that the state of the industry is this and that because I don't care about the state of the industry. What I care about is the state of the people buying my portraits, mm. and right now they're really good. So – when people talk about the state of the industry and they go on and on about it and 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 I've I've seen threads that go for like 500 comments on this is the state of our industry and I was like okay not one of those comments really affect my daily running of my business You're right. as a okay. portrait photographer uh, absolutely. however sure. you are in the industry of events and conferences and mm-hmm. podcasts and you're actually in that industry, so the power shift is always interesting. Mm. And then the ebb and flow of who's in, who's out, what's in, what's out, mm-hmm. that changes so fast. Mm-hmm. And then you get some charlatans coming in, like, right. oh, I'm a rock star, and right. three months later, the right. people are setting fire to them online, and you never see them again. <laughs> right. So, I mean, we're, we're funny. The gossip is unbelievable in our industry. Oh, oh I hate it. Yeah. I don't like it one bit. I hear gossip about myself that's so <laughs> hilarious because it's not even true. And I, I just sit there and I was like, wow, somebody actually made that up. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's when you know, isn't that what people say? That's when you know you've made it. Like oh. when you have like a legion of people that make things up about you yeah. that aren't even remotely true. Yeah. And then repeat it as gossip. Right. right? And then right, right. it's like everyone believes you. And right. It's like, wow. I've tried very hard to um, 
make as many friends as I could, mm. find out how genuine they were, and yeah. then just keep friends. Yeah. And those that I felt were less genuine, I just um, see, still see in my industry. But and I'm pleasant and I like them, but I mm. just maybe I'm not haven't developed friendships. With I understand. Them. I understand. And yeah. On the other, so on the other side of the jaded piece with you specifically, what is one of the best things, if not the best thing, that's happened for you over the last year or two? Like what stands oh, out in your goodness. mind? My team. Yeah. Um, all of them. Like, it just there must be, oh, just building this amazing team, and now it feels like we can do anything for people because we are. Like I have this talented team that are just so ridiculously incredible. Then we call them work family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just building them. It is, has yeah. it is it is an amazing thing oh. that you guys have assembled. Who you have? You're like the Avengers. People come to our studio in LA, and everyone says, "I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I want to stay here." This team is phenomenal. The studio is phenomenal. So it's such a cool vibe and energy. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? Uh, What's coming? More content. Yeah. Yeah, more content. More content. More content. More content. Just being here at Portrait Masters this week, I um, I just had this idea, and it just came to me. Just being around all this creativity, and I was like, yes. So I'm, I'm really going home with five big ideas. You are for for. Like, well, I would love to do a portrait business masters. Okay. Yeah. Focus on that piece. Oh yeah, just all business because we made this all shooting and and gear and you know know. it's interesting you'll say that so i'll give i'll give you what isn't not a critique but might come across that way because my wife and i we come here and so we're talking about this right and we both came to the same conclusion this is all great yeah right and it's awesome but it's not business well it's not and that's and that's the thing that that came to my mind and it's not meant to be and it's not advertised as such so that's what i mean it's not a critique yeah it was actually a point that we did that Right, yeah. right, right. No, I get it. Yeah. And that makes even more sense now that you're saying this because I thought to myself, this is awesome. But then my, my first, the first thing that comes to my mind, if I come here and all this stuff happens, I'm, I'm on top of the world. I get home. I'm so inspired. I have all these new techniques and stuff. The first question is, now what? Yeah. So the good thing with Superace Education, we've got mm-hmm. like over 700 videos on there. Right. And, There's that. And, <laughs> yeah. And it's just about any t- any place you can turn, you say, I can't sell my work. Go to the money videos. Yeah. I don't value my work enough to sell it. So go to the self-value videos. Right. I don't know how to set up a studio. Go to the set up the studio video. Mm-hmm. Then you have a members only group that support each other constantly, yes. 24-7. And they are just the most amazing tight group. And, you know, that's part of the membership. You get broadcasts. You yeah. are part of the team. You can go to that group whenever you need support. But um, I really hit business the last year and a half really heavy. And I came back to shooting. And it even flows. People want to build their brand and craft and yeah. their folio. And then they want to build their business. But you've got to build the craft first. Mm-hmm. The craft is the first one. And you know what? There's different reasons that people are here. But the craft. The craft. Even Platon said it four times. Yeah. The craft. He did. The craft. He did. You must, you must master the craft. Mm-hmm. And you'll master the first level and then the second level and the third level. Get them up. Teach them how to sell. Get them out of their own way. Mm-hmm. That's how you. Yeah. That, that's how I, I. I like the craft first. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll pull that out as a quote for but this. But trust me, money, sales, business, confidence, and self-value, those five things I could teach for years. Yeah. Oh, to bet. anybody, not just photographers, just right. anybody. You can't Well, receive. transcends. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, you can't receive money until you value what you're making mm-hmm. and then value your clients and then value yourself. Once you do those three things, you're keeping it and you're getting paid. What, for the record, at, at the end here, what, where do people go to find you? You can, all, you can find me at SuePriceEducation.com. Mm-hmm. You can find me on the Suebrice Education Group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. When you become a member of the education site, monthly or annually, there is a private members-only group where our biggest conversations go on. Mm-hmm. And then um, you can always find me on Suebrice on Instagram and Suebrice on Facebook. Right. But, yeah, that's where we are on, on Facebook. The group, the big group is at about 50,000 and the private group is at about Nine thousand, and they they are our active working members, and that group is really strong. Right, right, Very yeah. active. Yeah, and really like getting after it. Yep. Yes. This was an honor. Oh. I am. am I, I, <laughs> so you said some very nice things about oh, me that I didn't expect, dear. and that Everybody makes me feel says really nice good. Nice things about you. <laughs> really, honestly, you are the kindest, most wonderful person. Oh I my. Met. Well, thank you yeah. for that very much. And thank you for your time. It's been, you've been very busy, uh, obviously. And to see you, it's like you're a part of everything. Like there's always, oh, here's Sue again. And here's Sue. I'll say this. I was, I was talking to Vicky and I saw uh, Platon and I, I haven't sat through a lot of, um, I haven't made it through a lot of programs. I'll put it that way. Sure. Maybe because of my whatever skepticism. This is, I sat through three full programs here. Yeah. And he was the first one, and I sat through the whole thing, and I was shocked. I was, this is amazing. Yeah. And we were sitting there, and we were like, Vicky goes, I would never want to follow him. And I was like, I'd have the flu right now. I would be sick. They'd have to bring somebody else out. So we're like, who is it? Who? And we looked at the schedule quick, and we were like, oh, it's Sue. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. I had no problem. But, you know, I have been talking on the stage for since 2008, so yeah. nearly 10 years now. And I, uh, you can't. You can't follow Platon in the se- well. You follow Bla- Platon because you're not you're next, <laughs> right? <laughs> but not right. because you're yeah, right? Right? <laughs> like, yeah, right, I'm no. following him humbly, going Platon. Yeah, now you get me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm okay with that. I mean, right. he's Platon. But um, I actually thought when we talked about it, we were like, who's going to follow Platon? And I said me. Right. And everyone looked at me, and then I spoke to every speaker, and every speaker said. Don't put me after Platon. I laughed. And well, I that's said, what I'm I am. saying. I'm after Platon. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. But right. I just thought, well, you know, I shared Platon with my audience. This is mm. my audience. They right. know me, so it's no big deal. Anyway, oh, it, I could have got up there and completely bombed. And no, they, it was. It they was, would have supported me. It was fantastic. <laughs> and the whole thing has been fantastic. I, I am very much looking forward to coming back next year. Okay. So I'm going to, I will say one thing about you being jaded, Jim. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I don't want to be jaded by this industry. I don't either. This is my industry. Yeah. I spent my whole life, especially the first 20 years, just trying to be good enough to be in it. Mm. I spent my life mastering my craft. And then I met friends around the world, photographers, all different genres. One of my best friends is an underwater photographer. She shoots whales, jumping out of aircrafts, Antarctica. I've met people that... Do the same thing I do, just in every different genre, known to man. I love my industry. I want to empower it. When people talk badly about my industry, I say, stop. Mm. You are just cultivating more negative energy. Be a leader. Be strong. Be the light. Like, let's lead this industry. Let's build up this industry. Mm. Let's rise these ships. Let's, like, raise these ships. Let's teach people how to be better. Like, 
stop looking at it and going, we are missing this, we're missing this, we're missing this, and start creating the content that takes, that puts that in there. Like, I want my industry to be strong. Mm. And the charlatans and the fakers and the bullshit artists, and yeah. they fall away. I mean, you get them in every industry. Yeah. Yeah. But the true bloods, the people like Platon and the Parker Fister and, mm-hmm. you know, Richard <laughs> Wood and all this talent and people that are just Joyce Tennyson, a lifetime of just being honoured as a photographer – I was like, no, I'm not going to talk badly about my industry. If you don't like your industry, get out, go do something else. Go and, go and do the fitness industry. It's more interesting than <laughs> in Instagram. <laughs> but this industry is yeah. magnificent. Yeah. And I defend it till I will defend it till the day I die. And I will spend every waking moment till the day I die trying to make it better because I spent most of my life being too scared to tell people I was a professional photographer because Mm. I had no education, no Mm. high school education, no tertiary education and no formal photography education. I bootstrapped my career and then I grew up too embarrassed to tell people that I was a professional photographer. And then when I finally owned that, when I finally said I'm good enough to be paid, I was 38. Yeah. Well, sorry, but... That was 20 years in and nobody told me that I could make a difference and nobody certainly told me I could make a good living by receiving money for my portraits. So I learned and now I want to empower this industry. So don't be jaded, be excited and if you're not excited, call me because I don't want to talk about how bad the industry is. I want to talk about what we can make to make this industry like amazing, like just look at the growth of these students in the last five mm. years. I've watched them go from the most terrible photographer to award-winning images. Yeah, yeah. You get there with the right help. Right. You know, so I'm I'm going to just keep going more of that. I'm fired up now. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. I am. I'm free. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're not you. jaded. You're just uninspired. Well, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. You've got to be excited, right? I, I don't want to be jaded. Thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for this. I don't even know what to say. I feel like I should have a gift for you or something. <laughs> I don't have a gift. <laughs> but I appreciate just so you your know, time. Uh, I've just done a podcast recently in New York and they served us whiskey. Yeah. yeah I, you might want to step up the I game there. I could have went and got like a really nice bottle of red. I heard <laughs> no, you mention red wine and I like red wine too. So Yeah, then we'd be talking for four hours and getting more slurry. <laughs> and, and they the, wouldn't understand what yeah. we were saying and by then, uh, the end. Your listeners will be cracking open wine just so they can keep up with us <laughs> with the mumbling. Well, we'll take a rain check. That sounds really good, actually. Awesome. Thanks again and have a wonderful rest of the time here. Thanks, Jen.